All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome onto the show hip hop recording artist Teach. What is up, Teach? You all right? Yo, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. You all right, man? You doing good over there in the West Coast? Oh, yeah, chilling, chilling at the moment. Right on, brother. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, I read through your bio. You're a very interesting guy. You got a lot of really cool things um, currently in the works, and you you got a cool resume, too. Some things um, not only in music, but also outside of music. Um, so I guess where I want to start tonight is before we get into your, your music career, I want to touch a little bit on your your professional skateboarding career, which I thought was pretty cool, too. So can you, can I, can you kind of update my listeners on uh, on that a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, uh, I, went, I went professional in skateboarding for a local company uh, out here in my hometown. Um, but then that led to me getting noticed by an even bigger company. Um, and then I did some traveling around California with that as well. Um, but in, in, in doing so, I, I learned that I wanted to actually um, create my own brand. And, and that's where uh, my brand, Dysfunctional Family, comes from. It actually started out as a skate brand that later turned into an entertainment label. Um, so we've got like skateboards, um, clothing that actually sells in skate shops out here on the West Coast in like uh, my hometown of Tacoma, Chihuahua, um, and even in uh, two, two other skate shops out in uh, California. So it, it's been crazy, man. It's been wow. a journey for sure. That's all right. So great. So that so you actually have your own merchandise that's your brand that 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 shops sell. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's good shit, man. That's good. That's great stuff. I appreciate that, yo. So it's, it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, so do you still um, do you still get into the skateboarding? Do you still compete at all in that? And do you still are you actively involved in creating new merchandise? How's that work? Oh yeah. Um, with with skateboarding, uh, I I do competitions. I actually recently just broke my foot, so I'm actually getting over that. Um, just yesterday was my first day trying to skateboard again, and oh, wow. uh, just getting getting back into it, it it's been crazy. But um, um, I'm still walking around with like this little air cast on my foot. Um, but yeah, man, I, I do competitions uh, in my hometown. I did competitions out in California. Um, I was actually the, the skate coach for the company that for the board shop that I was sponsored by. Um, so I was able to drive around in his uh, his, his skate bus and nice. drive the team around to those competitions. And I was able to skate in like uh, well known skate spots and skate parks and, and travel all around California. It was it was super dope, man. Wow. <laughs> so so and, and forgive my ignorance a little bit because I'm not really that dialed into the skateboarding world. Um, but are you somebody that's recognized in that genre? So when you go to like these, these places, everybody knows who you are. Um, I mean, more so. I, it's been happening more often, but I think that's sure. because of how the music side has been actually growing. Right. right. Um, but I mean, skateboarding was my introduction into essentially the entertainment uh, realm. I guess the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's actually pretty dope, man. Uh, like. I mean, I'll go around and people will know me as Teeth, but then they know I skate, and it's all yeah. love, actually, man, so. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. All right, so let's talk about how the transition and when the transition happened from skateboarding and the, and the whole, and, and again, you're not finished with that. You still do that, but you've transitioned. You've added to your resume a hip-hop career. So talk about how that happened a little bit. Well, how did that transition happen? Um, You know, man, it was, I feel like it was just in my blood, like, 
when I was a kid, when, like I would have like my toys, I, I would act like they were in like rap battles and stuff like that, or or even uh, my dad, he would take me to the studio and uh, I would see how he was able to do something that he loved to do, and like I saw like the happiness and like the people he was able to meet. I, I was even even able to meet a uh, Humpty Hump. Uh-huh. I was just a little kid, so yeah. I barely remember that, but yeah. I just remember that, that story. Uh, but just just being around the music scene for so long, um, and then eventually I decided I wanted to, it was just on a whim, really. We were just, we weren't doing anything one night, and I was like, yo, why don't, because my dad had a studio set up in the house, so I was like, yo, why don't, why don't we make a song? Why don't we make a track? And then we got up and did it, and then ever since, man, I've been hooked. I've been hooked on music, and I and I feel like, I feel like through that I'm able to to really express how I feel or say mm-hmm. or, or say what I what, what, how I feel about a certain situation um, because genu- generally I'm actually a pretty quiet dude so I just I talk a lot now because I'm passionate about it but sure. um, generally like just being out and about I'm not I'm not really the guy that oh look at me da, 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 da. Yeah, of course I just yeah. more so just keep to myself so the music is a good outlet for that. All right, so I want to back up just a little bit because you had you had um, you told the story and you went through it, um, but I'm more interested in some of the nooks and crannies here. So, like when you you said on a whim, you said on a whim, me, me and you, I guess your friends were there. You guys decided you wanted to jump in your dad's studio and and, and start, but not anybody could do that. So you had to have some talent. So were you like, did you do talent shows? Was you rapping with your friends, practicing? I mean, like like how did it all happen? Actually, now that you mention that, man, um, there was one time I did like a, a showcase rap with some of my old friends in uh, middle school. But like, I never, I never recorded anything. I never did anything before that, and it was just, it was really just like, just hey, let's do, let's do the talent show. That's pretty much what they master showcase as. But um, the, the school talent show, and we did a little rap, a little routine, got had a little dance or whatever, and it was pretty cool. But like. Even after that, like I still didn't, I didn't even, I didn't dabble in it at all. It was way later when that came to me. Wow. But yeah, but it, crazy memories though. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. All right, so I listened to your song, Peter Piper. Um, yes. I loved it. I loved it. And again, that's, that's, it sounds like you've been doing this a while because it was great. I mean, it had me, it had me, you know, I, I, I definitely got the vibe on it, man. And, um, <laughs> Thanks, man. I did, man. It was, uh, it was a good song. I want you to tell me a little bit about the backstory, how, how that song came about. Uh, how Peter Piper came about, man. Uh, so with my company, Dysfunctional Family, we decided to have what was called the DF Workshop, where we just invited uh, artists that we liked and uh, artists that we want to make a, a part of this label. We invited them over, and uh, we're like, all right, we're going to spend the weekend here in the studio and just see what happens, you know, and just, and just kick it, just have a good time and just vibe, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, with that, man, we, there was a guy that I went out to a show in, in Bellingham, Washington, which is like two hours away, which is close towards Canada. Um, I, there was a show out there that I got invited to by a, a dispensary shop. So I met this artist through opening up for uh, an artist. So it was dope, met him, invited him over, and another guy that we have a part of the label, and we are just like, cranking out songs but then when this song came on man it was crazy because like I was just we were just sitting there and the beat came on and we knew that we were like yeah this track let's do this track and then our, my boy Jaguar that's the guy that I met he got into the booth and then within like 10-15 minutes 
he had the hook down and it was just like right there and then we're like oh so then we just just, just vibing off of each other you know like off of each other's energy yeah. uh, we, we created that track and it was just like it was super quick <laughs> you know I, 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 I hear a lot of a lot of times in fact from famous musicians where that's sometimes how songs get created just just people kicking it in the studio just just fucking around and and then all of a sudden oh, yeah. it, and then it's a massive hit i mean so that, i mean it just happens that way sometimes definitely and it, I, I feel like it's, it's, it has a lot to do with like the vibes because there's like times where i'll hit the studio and then like i can do some things make some songs or whatever but then there's other times where i hit the studio where i'm trying to get into the studio and it's like and you know you, you kind of need that energy for certain mm-hmm. uh, for, for a certain direction or for a certain feel and, and you can only really get that through that exchange of energy I feel like mm-hmm. so with that man it was just feeding off of that positive energy and just like alright yo let's, let's, let's knock out verses let's, let's, yeah. let's do it you know who, who, who made the beat for that song oh man you put me on the spot with that oh, that's alright I can't think of his name that's at right. the moment uh, but we did purchase the, the beat from him yeah man <laughs> You know what's really, you know, I, I I interview a lot of hip hop artists, man, and it's and it's fun to talk to you guys because just the 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 the, the, the various directions of talent that comes into this, there there's a whole market for people that just make beats. That's why I really asked the song. I wasn't sure if you made your own beats or if you purchased it because some people can do both. They they they, they purchase them, they write them, they write them for other artists. I didn't realize that until I really got into this. Yeah, man, I tell you what, that's something that I want to get into. I want to make my own beats just because I feel like um, it would speed up the process for yeah. me. Uh, and that, that it's just more so getting myself established and getting into a position because, you know, there's that long period of time that it's going to take for you to become good at anything that's sure. 10,000 hours that you have to put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that that's discouraging me or anything like that, but I'm just I'm focusing on on what I, I can bring to the table right now, which will inevitably open up these doors for me to be able to explore those other talents, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And if you can master that craft, now you got a, you got a whole new income because people will buy them. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so so who are some of your musical influences? Like, who makes you, inspires you? Who, who makes you get out and, and write music? Um, you know, it, it's crazy you say that, man, because I feel like when it comes to music, I, I feel like I'm a sponge um, because I grew up on like rock music. I, 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 I still actually, I, I, sometimes I'll play like Chevelle or, or, or Killswitch Engage if I'm get, getting into the harder stuff, like mm-hmm. Radiohead. There's so many bands like, yeah, I love that I grew up on listening to, but at the same time, I, I like artists like uh, the J. Cole, the Kendricks. I'm sure Drake, because he's doing his thing now, you know, because you want to be on a certain uh, in a certain level yourself. But I, anything I listen to, man, I I, I, I soak up like a sponge. And I I take back from it. So that's, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much how I can best describe uh, how I am as an artist as well. It's like I, anything that I listen to, I'm able to like take the good from that. You know, you mentioned um, some bands like Chevelle, who I, I used to listen to those guys too a lot. Radiohead's one of my favorite, also. Um, but I read in your bio that, that you actually, um, that grunge is something that you've incorporated into your music before, or at least you were inspired by it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, being closer towards, like, Seattle, you have people like Jimi Hendrix, you know what I'm saying, that came out, you have Nirvana. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm influenced by them as well. And with my style, like, I, I was a skateboarder before, so... I just have like a grunge, dirty type style, but it makes me 
just that I feel like and I also bring that into my music because um, though I can make like the, the nice smoother tracks or the tracks that that, that can be played and, and distributed uh, like like Peter Piper was but then I feel more so my style it kind of has I'm not going to necessarily say a darker place but more like a, a harder more mm-hmm. uh, uh, in-depth feel you know so that's where I feel like the grunge comes from because like I have that hard music that's kind of grungy and and uh, I can also at the same time be real smooth and lyrical and everything like that. Have you considered collabing with like a grunge band? I mean, there's not. I mean, actually, you know, grunge in the whole that whole era is trying to make a little comeback in certain sp- parts of the country. Just like the old days, like Run DMC and Aerosmith did their thing and pioneered the whole collab thing. Um, is that yeah. something you would think about? You know, if the opportunity arose, I mean, I don't see why not. I think that would be dope. Yeah, me just, too. Just, just sitting with somebody and kind of like seeing their album look on because it's like a, that's a total different genre so just seeing what kind of direction that would go that would be crazy man how crazy would it be to like rap over something Eddie Vedder wrote from Pearl Jam or some shit <laughs> that would be dope yeah man that would be that'd be something you know what I think people just buy that just, just for the just for the freaking cover just for the freaking the record cover man people would be so interested in that yep yeah, that'd man. be so different that'd be off the wall type stuff yeah no doubt what about live performance? No, heck no. Ahead, man. Everybody thought Aerosmith and Run DMC were crazy, like way back in the eighties when they did it and they sold a freaking hundred million records. Yep. You know, so shoot. Um, do you do much live performing? You get out there in front of the, the folks and front in the crowds and stuff? Oh yeah. And I, I that's that's something that I bring with my grunge style as well, man. Like I grew my hair out so I can headbang on stage. Nice. I like to like I said that I, I have like the smoother stuff, but I when you see me live, I want I want to be able to to put on a show. I want to give people a reason to come out. So I've definitely I've done a lot of performing. Right now I haven't just because I'm still at the, the stage of feeling my ankle up. But um, very soon we're actually going to be putting my very first comeback show. So nice. I'm super excited for where that's going to go, man. And we have some we have some. Uh, uh, plans to travel as well with the music with so much music that's been coming out so yeah, um, yeah man the, the, it, I definitely bring that into my stage presence as well you know it's really important to do that too because you build your ground game that way you know it's, you know, social media is great that's great I mean it's really it's a good tool to use but you you, ha- you also have to have a ground game you have to have people to come out and, and want to see your shows and, and buy tickets to come see your shows um, it's just a real need it's a, it's a must in my opinion oh for you can, as, a, as any person or an artist, you can see through, you can see what's real. You That's can right. see how, 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 how it really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it really is like that. Mm-hmm. So. And that's something I pride myself with, man, is, is my performance. That's for sure. Is that exactly, because if you're a fraud, if you're somebody who's just putting fake BS out there, people will see right through that, especially in music. People feel oh, realness, yeah. man. Yeah. Exactly. People feel it, yep. and, and and they'll see that with that performance. So, and plus, man, I, when I go when I go out to performances, I, I want to be able to turn up. So, I, I want to be able to provide that for my fans because if I want to do that, you know, like I, I feel like my fans would want that as well. So, I want to give that to them. So, you got to add on to that. <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a great attitude, man. I love I love I like your energy. I think you know you're gonna do well if you stick with it and don't break any more feet or nothing. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so 
What is this hot pepper contest all about? What the hell? You did a hot pepper contest? Yeah, that freaking sucked, yo. I've <laughs> never done that before. And, man, yeah, that burned for, like, the whole day. Like, man. man that's crazy. Milk didn't help. Cheese didn't help. Water didn't help. A fire hose didn't help. No, man, it was, yeah, no, I'll never do that again. What was the motivation? <laughs> what was the motivation, man? What was the motivation behind doing that? Like, what, what was your... The motiv- yeah. The motivation b- behind that was was to, to put something comedic out for the release of Peter Piper because, you know, okay. uh, the, 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 the rap girl Peter Piper picked a pepper, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So eating a, a, a ghost pepper, I believe it was, one of the hottest peppers in the oh world. My God. It was like kind of something I felt like would complement the track or go with it, give some humor to the vibe. Yeah, actually, no, you know, it makes sense now. At least you had a mark, you know, you had a market idea behind it. It was marketable. You know, that that's for sure. Yeah, man, <laughs> definitely, man. That's awesome. All right, so are you getting any spins? Any radio spins? Are you guys still working on that, or where are you at with the with the song? Oh no, I'm, we've got some. Uh, we've got East Coast and West Coast plays. Nice. Um, so we get we actually get like these weekly reports on on the, the radio stations that do play it. Yep. Um, so we've been just getting into that as well. So that's that's been pretty cool too, man. Like I'm learning so much, and I'm still learning as it goes sure. and as it grows. So that's 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 something that's been super dope for me is watching it start from nothing, and you can start to see where it's starting to grow and sprout. Yeah. So tell me what that feels like when you hear your song that you wrote. You you rapped it. You wrote it. And now you hear it on a radio spin. What's that go? What's that feel like? Uh, it doesn't feel real, man. <laughs> and like that's like, it like that's like the God honest truth. But it was crazy because um, my my now business manager he lived in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and so what was funny was he said that because he was he worked in some uh, car shop and he uh, the radio was playing and my song came on the radio and he was like singing along with it and. And he was like, whoa, wait a second, I know this song. And then, and then he was like, yo, everyone shut up, listen to this, I know this dude. And then he gave me a call. Yeah. And then, because he and I haven't spoken in like some time before that or whatever, but um, we, we ended up linking back up and everything like that. We moved back out here. But for, for that, that was kind of like, whoa, like, that was kind of like a reassuring feeling, you know. So that, was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty dope, man. But other than, other than that story, yeah, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, man. That, that's good. That's exciting. That's what you're doing. I mean, I, I, look, 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 man, let's be real. You want to be real about the music like we talked about. You don't want to be a fake. So what you're singing has to come to, from the heart, and you got to deliver that to people's souls. But but also, at the end of the day, you know, you do this to make money, to pay bills, that to have a life. So it's important to get these spins and, and grow and make money with it, too. Realistically, yeah. I mean, yep. seriously. All talk, real talk. I mean, that's 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 the bottom line. 2018's halfway over already, and so when you're looking into the rest of 18 into 2019, what are some of your goals? Like, where do you want to be? Touring. Yeah. That's definitely, that's, that's something that we're planning for. Um, but just getting myself back out there, getting myself performing this music, because I tell you what, man, I love skateboarding, but, like, it was a low-key I feel like blessing in disguise because when I broke my ankle, man, and I was like just chilling at the house, I had all that time to be creative and to create, and that's exactly what I did. So I have so much music, and I have so much content now, and it's like, uh, it, 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 
we want to, it's about that time for us to be able to take that onto the road. So that would be the next step for me. That's something that we're going to be pursuing next. Yeah, man. You know, I'm a firm believer in things do happen for, for, for a reason. And, um, you know, who knows, man? You don't break your, you know, if you don't break your ankle and um, you could have con- continued down a path of skateboarding and maybe hit roadblocks, you don't know. But instead, you broke your ankle, right. but then you had all this time to do some soul searching, man, and do some creativity and write music and really focus on your music career. And who knows? Now, you know, this could take you right. You know, right, right through the paydays, man. You know, you never know. Absolutely, man. And it, it was, it, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy time for me, like these past few months, because uh, right as I broke my ankle, like I'm in the same time period where I got out of my, got out of a big relationship, and me not being able to be mobile, um, it, people stopped reaching out, and people stopped, you know, coming around. So it was like a real lonely time period for me. Yeah. So I used that time to do a lot of That's great, man. Before I let you go, I'm curious. I got I got two more things for it. I'll let you go. Um, wh- where does your name come from, Teach? Where does that moniker come from? Uh, that actually comes from my very first job. I was a, a preschool teacher oh, and nice. a daycare teacher, I guess you could say. And uh, some of the kids, they would come up to me. They would say, Teacher Brandon, Teacher Brandon. But some of the kids that couldn't really speak, they would say, Teach, Teach, Teach. Yeah. And so when it came to the music, um, I kind of decided I wanted to go with that because um, not only from that, but I feel like I have a voice. And I feel like I have something to say, and um, and so I, I feel like it, it all comes around full circle because every all the things that I've been through in my life, the the, the trials, the tribulations, the struggles, uh, me being homeless for a year, man. Like I feel like at the end of the day, like I, I just want I want to teach. I want to show people that they can be what they want to be. They can do what they want to do. But then, like, the irony in it, and I, I still see myself learning every day. So it's like a teach and learn, you know what I'm saying? Kind of mm-hmm. like a, a cross effect going. So it, it, all, it all just comes around full circle. You're a humanitarian. I mean, I've only known you for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and I can tell you're somebody who has compassion for humans. You're the kind of guy, you're the kind of guy you, uh, you would see, you know, like, like a homeless guy with his shoes untied. You would stop and, and tie his shoes for him and, 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 and you know, go, go buy him a hamburger or something. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I, I can because I used to, I've had to, as, I, as I've gotten older, I'm a lot older than you are, but as I've gotten older, I've had to learn that, you know, you can't stop and help every freaking body because, you, I mean, yeah. you, you, so you, your heart wants you to, but sometimes you you, you, you can't. You know, it sounds yeah. kind of mean, you know, but it's real also. But it's realistic. Yeah. It sometimes is. it takes that, man. Sometimes it takes having, like, your head down and focusing on yourself and getting done the things that you've got to get done yep. to elevate yourself because in the bigger picture, like for me, I feel in the bigger picture it's to help everybody around me. So, yeah, man. Um, I know taking that sacrifice and, 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 and doing that now and holding back now and, and keeping from doing the things that I want to do right now in the sense of like uh, frivolous spending or going out doing something crazy. Yeah. I just know putting in that work and that time now will get me into a better place. So you know, it's a sacrifice, man, but it's pretty it sweet. It is a sacrifice. I tell you what, where I've evolved to, like I used the example earlier about a homeless person with, with his shoes untied. 
So back in my yeah. earlier days, I would stop and, and, and tie the guy's or the girl's shoes for. And now I've evolved to a place where I would stop and, and I wouldn't tie their shoes for them, but I'll show them how to do it. I'll teach them how to do right. it themselves. And there's a difference there. Absolutely. There's a difference there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Hey, I enjoyed talking to you, man. You're an interesting young man. You really are. You got so many cool things uh, cooking in your life. I really admire that. I admire your work ethic. Uh, you're an intelligent young man, and I think you're going to go far. I really do. Um, before I let you go, you. you're very welcome, man. Very, very well deserved. Um, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell my listeners out there where they can find your music, where they can follow you on your social sites, websites. Uh, the microphone's yours. On Twitter at Tizzy Teach, uh, Facebook.com Tizzy Teach DF. I mean, you can find me on SoundCloud, uh, Teach Official, um, on YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, Title. I uh, just look up Teach. There it is, folks. You guys need to support this young guy. He's uh, doing his thing out there in the West Coast and on the East Coast. Listen for them spins. Go get Peter Piper and look for more of his stuff in the future. Hey, man, I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate this, for real.